My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. And they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them and, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Megyn Kelly, who is the former television journalist, recently launched her own podcast discussing political, cultural, and legal issues. And in one recent episode, she shared this pretty emotional story about her 10-year-old son named Yates. Back in April, at arguably the, the worst of the COVID pandemic, Yates's music teacher, Mr. Don Sorrell, passed away. 
Megan's husband, Doug, had gotten the tragic news this particular afternoon while the family was at home. She said that she and her husband went from shock to immediately trying to figure out what to do next. As she tells it, I'm in the middle of this happy moment with Yates, and then Doug shows me this news, and it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Am I going to spoil this moment? But quickly she realized that Yates had to know the truth and that they, his parents, needed to be the ones to tell him. Especially in this day and age with the reality that all the kids from Yates' class are on Zoom or on group texts where they text every two minutes. Whether our parents want to or should or should not shield them from difficult news doesn't even seem to be an option anymore. Understandably, Megan explained how telling him was one of the most awful experiences that she's had as a mom. She shared that neither she nor her son are prone to tears, but that as she started to tell him, she saw his eyes and she said, I couldn't go on without crying. And then he cried and we just held ourselves. The next day, the, the kids from Mrs. Terrell's class, ranging from fourth to ninth grade, had a virtual memorial service where they, they shared stories about this special teacher and what made him so, how he helped make school something that they looked forward to, how he made them laugh, how he made them love music. Richie Sambora, who is a rock superstar, a songwriter, a legendary guitarist, a former member of Bon Jovi, had learned about this painful loss and reached out to, to Megan Kelly and her husband, Doug. Sambora, Megan, and, Ke and Doug uh, had become friends over the last few years, so he contacted them on FaceTime and asked if he could talk directly to their son, Yates, the, the next day. And Megan and Doug were very moved by the gesture and accepted it, thinking that Yates would appreciate having what they expected, a five-minute conversation with this music superstar whom Yates greatly admired. What they thought would be a five-minute conversation ended up with them talking for a full hour. Richie asked the grieving boy about his teacher, what made him so special? And then he said to him, well, how are you feeling? I know you're sad about your teacher, so let's write about that, as he taught the young Yates how to start to journal to express his feelings. And then Sambora took it up a notch. He sent Yates a guitar the very next day with the offer to teach him how to play, of course, virtually online. And then he added something even more special. He said to Yates, he's going to help him write a song about Mr. Sorrell. And Richie explained to Yates, you just keep writing your thoughts down, and then you gather them in a the pile, and, and you see, you start making up your feelings, and then you put a melody to it. And Sambora committed to keep working and meeting with Yates for as long as he wants. For Megan Kelly, reflecting on the whole thing, she said she'll never forget this generous and selfless gift, especially at such a, a vulnerable and sad time for Yates and the entire family. As Megan Kelly succinctly put it and summarized it so directly, she said, 
Richie Sambora was not checking a box. And that's a phrase that kind of says it all, doesn't it? We know the phoniness of checking a box. Someone who's done the minimum that's required, so technically they can claim they've done a good thing, they fulfilled an obligation, they met the minimum expectation, but in reality, it's done half-heartedly, without much thought or effort. If we're honest, we know when we've been the recipients of someone checking a box, and if we're brutally honest, the times that maybe we've simply checked the box ourselves. It's usually an unspoken thing that, on the surface, everything looks okay, but the reality of which you only know deep within. It's the subtle but real difference between those who say, call if you need anything, and those who really mean it. Or the friend who says, I'm here for you, as opposed to the one who actually is. We know the difference between genuine, sincere love and when someone is simply checking a box. Today's gospel is pretty intense and clear and direct as we celebrate this this special solemnity to conclude the church year, where we make this bold declaration of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. We're asked to focus on what that means. What does it mean to claim to be a follower, a disciple? What's expected if we want to be a member of his kingdom? And Jesus lays out the seriousness to it in this passage. More than simply saying we're followers, more than memorizing and reciting his words, more than even having received him in the sacraments, all of which are essential things for us in the life of faith. But Jesus tells us that in the end, what we will be judged on is the quality, the sincerity, the depth of our love for him, especially towards those in most need. Just think about the specificity that's in this gospel passage. We hear this list of those in need repeated four times, just so we can't say that we missed it. The hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the ill, the prisoner. And what separates the saved from the damned is our care and our concern, what we did for those who are in need. Perhaps because we've heard these words so many times, there's almost an ordinariness to it that doesn't strike us as revolutionary or even demanding. We kind of think, make a donation to this charity, donate some old clothes at a clothes drive, and we're all good. And those are all good things that help us as a a church, as a community, as the collective body of Christ to to speak to all those needs on a a global issue. But sometimes by doing that, we kind of distance ourselves from these pretty direct obligations, almost make them as boxes to check off. It reminds me, in college, our campus ministry presented us with a whole list of different service opportunities. And they had this gospel passage right at the top of the list. It was a a sign-up sheet. So, hungry and thirsty, you can sign up for a soup kitchen. Prison ministry, 
go visit a nursing home, the clothes drive. You can get through the whole gospel by the end of the semester. <laughs> and not to diminish those activities because they're great things to do to help those in need and hopefully raise awareness to the needs in different ways that people can help. Yet there's an expectation in this gospel here that Jesus has for each of us as members of his kingdom. And that is to know those who are suffering. To get our, our hands dirty, to get out of our, our comfort zones, to get involved. And that doesn't always require a, a sign-up sheet for a volunteer project somewhere else. Or even become a member of some social service organization dedicated to individuals who fall into these particular categories. We often don't even have to look far for those who are in suffering and need. Do we have a family member who is hungering and thirsting? And if not for food or drink, maybe for compassion or our attention? Maybe there's an acquaintance, someone we know on a certain level that we would never describe as a friend who's a stranger in our neighborhood or our workplaces or our school, who we haven't bothered with because, well, we're in New Jersey, we don't do things like that. Who just by our taking the initiative and in introducing ourselves, that extends a welcome that can help transform their sense of community and belonging. Clothing drives are, are great, and they definitely are great outreaches to help the poor. And hopefully we don't encounter nakedness in the physical sense of the word. But who is someone that's been mortified by something embarrassing that's happened in their lives or in their family? Overwhelmed by some shame or guilt that just are extending some support, a, a loving word, some care can help clothe them. And even if we don't know someone that's in jail or a correctional facility, after a year of lockdowns and stay-at-home orders and social distancing, our understanding of someone being a prisoner can be understood to be much broader. It can be just because of these bizarre circumstances that we've experienced, or it could be the torment that someone experiences dealing with an addiction that has them prisoner to some destructive force in their lives. Notice Jesus doesn't tell us we have to heal or fix or free all these individuals from all these terrible circumstances. Those things most likely lie outside of our ability. Those are things that Christ himself will accomplish. But our care, our concern, our accompanying people, our love can be the very first step for him to do just that. Richie Sambora, in learning about the death of Yates's music teacher, could have shot off a text message to the kid saying, I'm sorry to hear about your loss, Yates. And most people would have thought, oh, that, that's so sweet of him. While Sambora had no obligation or responsibility or even reason to go out of his way to accompany a young boy in his grief, and help him to process probably one of the most difficult things he's probably encountered in his young life. Something told him 
This was not a box to be checked off. He felt the pain of someone he knew who was suffering and thought, what can I do to help? Jesus is asking us to have a similar, broader vision, to have our eyes and our minds and our hearts open to looking for opportunities to extend ourselves rather than allowing our busyness to be an excuse. To not parrot the talking point that someone else's problem or the lies of the devil. I'm sure someone else knows about this or someone else will take care of it. Jesus makes it clear that that someone is us. And when we do, we find ourselves encountering him as he makes the urgency all the more explicit. I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I was naked. I was ill. I was in prison. And you did it for me. That alone is reason not to have to, but want to get involved.